It's Kings of the North. Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Baby. Back and better than ever. Rob with an H. Flanked by the beefcake. You know, some days, some games you win them, some games you lose them, and some games it doesn't matter. Here we go. You always tip your head like this. Setting the tone early. <laughs> um, the professor of pigskin is also with us. Yeah, I, I turned my webcam off. I don't want you guys to see my face after this because there's a lot of egg on it right now. Yeah, it's uh, only four, four seasons too late that you decided to hide your face. Yeah, I'm finally you should be like a you should be like a phantom of phantom of the podcast, Ooh. where you're, you know, where you're like a recluse. Yeah, I think that, that would work well for all of us. That's kind of cool. And joining us after a long hiatus, uh, the Fairweather fanboy is back with us. Welcome back, fanboy. Thank you for having me. Go Hawks. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Abandoned the NFC North. She's wow. Hawks, okay, baby. so no, you, you're not even rooting for an NFC North team anymore. They've all they've, they've all, all disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering even with when yeah, we, positive records. Yeah, I had to had to say I'm done. Yeah, I mean when we reached out to your people to book you on this week's show, I was wondering like how is he going to. What's his mindset going to be right. after a week like this? People that want um, to, yeah, Thanks. yeah. I mean, do you have? Obviously, one of these teams could they could win back your heart, right? Yeah, as all Fairweather fans, uh, it's I'm just one win away uh, from being back <laughs> really? on the bandwagon. One yeah. win, okay. Well, wow. I was off the Hawks three games, and last uh, Thursday they they won me back. That's, right. that's all it takes. So, I was so, going to wow. be a Steelers fan for there, a second there. Do you ever get like whiplash from all the the team switching? Seems like you would be jerked around a lot week after week. It's nice to have someone to root for, and, mm-hmm. and to always be a winner. To always kind of be on that winning mm. team, even if you were only mm. there a few days, you were None there. None of us know that feeling. Yeah. No, yeah, right. no, definitely not. So, Although, so Professor, I think you could learn a lot from Fairweather Fanboy, you know, as somebody who is switching. He's always switching back and forth from Vikings to the Bears now, it feels like. <laughs> you know, you're no. already, you, you've already got like a toe in the door. You might as well just, you know, walk through. You know, I just, okay, excuse me for believing in Mr. Trubisky, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's your first. That's your first problem, right there. Someone has to do it. I yeah. believe in him as an idea, <laughs> but as like a person, a player. Um, I mean, he does it exist. Doesn't work yeah. out. I'll give him that much. He's like you a know? mindset. What? Well, if no one believes in him, does he just cease to exist? It's like a tree falling in the woods. Whoa! Uh, mm. I think a, you might be onto something. A, a biscuit falling in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Leaves no crumbs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. All right, guys. Well, why don't we head to the bar? Oh, and, thank uh, God. Saddle up. God, this is, is. Yeah, this is a doozy. Um, let let me get this. Let this get this please. over with. Yeah. Um, let's let's please let's dive right in. Let's talk about my lions. Um, they get shut out. Yeah, by the Panthers, twenty to nothing. Oh. Um, and you've heard me say in the Lions' defense many times that the game was closer than it appears. <laughs> this game was much more than a twenty-point loss. The, the Lions got two turnovers in the Panthers' end zone, <laughs> which should have been scores. Um, so they, really it should have been like a forty-point loss. Well. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. It should have been a 60-point loss. Why not? Well, um, nothing was working. Um, Stafford was bothered by, like, he's got a problem with his thumb on his mm. throwing hand, um, which far. was obviously... Please don't interrupt. Which <laughs> never... He just never felt right. A lot of bad passes, fumbled receptions, um, missed passes... Um, they didn't have DeAndre Swift or Kenny Galladay. So it was just a disaster. Um, they got sliced and diced by the, uh, Panthers backup, um, mm. PJ Wilson, Washington, something like uh, one of XFL those. XFL superstar. Yeah. Yeah. X that, that was kind of cool. That is, no, that, is, that does kind of soften the blow a little very bit. That's cool. Yeah. The oh, yeah. XFL or, yeah. uh, the Lions. Did you have a, uh, XFL team? Uh, yeah, it was uh, the Seattle Dragons. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dragons, yeah, right? Yeah. Beefcake both. One thing we can we can agree on. <laughs> we gotta look forward to 2022. We can get back on the on that drag that dragon bandwagon. Yeah, this yeah. is a whole thing gotta, better until then. Band yeah, dragon, exactly. band dragon. Yeah, we gotta oppose the fang gang. Oof. Um, fang gang. But yeah, it was just a just to finish up with the lines. It's just a disaster of a game. I was curious if they were going to get rid of Patricia after a game like this where they lose to backup quarterback and like the best player backup in, running back as well backup running back yeah because Christian McCaffrey was out um, and they just get destroyed so far as of Monday night nothing yet I think they'll probably wait till Thanksgiving um and then we'll see what happens. A national, a national stage, you know. Really want to put, put the button on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But it's uh, at halftime. At halftime, yeah. If I, I got to say, just the fact that Matt Patricia, it's it's you know obviously over twenty four hours since the game has ended, and the fact that he is still the coach represents just a complete breakdown in ownership for the Detroit Lions. And this is an owner's problem that seems to be perpetuating throughout the entire league. Um, you know, all the owners for NFL teams just, they don't seem to know what they're doing. Um, it, it, honestly, it feels like they're all connected in a sick, disgusting way, you know, where they're just like, I don't know, maybe that, maybe there's something going on there. I'm just asking questions, but it seems like NFL what owners sort of- just don't know what they're talking about. What sort of sick activities do you think the owners might be engaged well, in? Well, I'm, I'm just saying Elaborate. that they're connected in a way. Um, you know, some people call it a group. Some people call it a cult, a cabal, maybe. Mm. You know, there's just all this all this connection between these owners that, uh, yeah, it just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dots that I'm getting to put together. And, uh, you know, this picture is definitely coming into, into view. But they're up to no good. Clearly. Something's going on there. Something is absolutely going on, and I tend to find out what. Hmm. Well, I'm wondering who's going to take them down. Uh, also, which say really which brave soul? As an owner, um, I think the Lions are doing just fine by sticking by Matt Patricia, um, who's a nice guy and uh, deserves to have his contract fully paid. Okay. Wow. It sounds a lot that, to me. That tells like, you all you need to know right there. Yeah, right there. The, Matt Patricia gets the professor's vote of confidence. It sounds a lot like that uh, Beefcake is just kind of missing his time being as part of that club. 
That's not, that has nothing to do this with is, this. This reeks of the Scientology backlash. Everybody who leaves Scientology hates Scientology. Mm. Packerology. Yeah, Packerology. It yeah. seems like a yeah. conspiracy to me. Look, I'm just a concerned citizen that's <laughs> looking out for what's best for the NFL as a whole, yeah. you know, and really to bring that, we'll just say, bring that patriotism back to the NFL. You know all about that, Fairweather fanboy. You'd love to see the Patriots do well again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not any Patriots coach or past coach, apparently. Oh. Certainly not the Patriot owners, because <laughs> they clearly don't know what's going on. We've gotten off to a, on a weird tangent here. Yeah. And uh, so I think we'll just button up that Lions uh, really demolition. Quick, I, I just have to say, the Lions leading rusher, Adrian Peterson, seven carries, 18 yards. Yeah, sounds about right. Just Thank too you. Funny. That, too funny. Sure. I mean, that's it's a good thing you brought that up. Yep. I'm here with staff and numbers for you. I'm going today. to let's let's bring up a number here. The Packers 31, the before. Oh, um, oh, there it is. Um, we talked about how this was a the Packers haven't had a lot of let's say real tests. Mm, I would say they haven't. And they this was a matter. test. And let's be honest, uh, they had a chance to button up the game in the uh, second half, let the Colts get back into it, and it, it really was a weird game in that it didn't seem like either team was really doing the right things down the stretch, but wins a win for, uh, for Indy and you've got to be discouraged. Yeah. They hopefully. said just, just win baby. Right. That's what they say that that is, that is the phrase. It's correct. Professor, congratulations that you pay attention during some of these podcasts. <laughs> um, Not often. yeah, you know, this, uh, Rob, to your point, the, the really, the only true ending this game should have had was a tie because neither team really wanted to win. Um, you could obviously see that with the with the Packers playing in the third quarter, but then at the end of the game, I believe there were four holding calls in a row against the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. I've never seen that happen before. They tried to run the ball four times and got flagged for holding four straight plays. Oh. Was so it clearly, like was it like first and fifty or something? Then it, it ended up being like second and thirty because we declined okay. one of them because it was like a negative run right, play okay. or something like that. But like, it was so weird. And it, so clearly the fix was in and that the Colts were trying not to trying to lose mm. the game actively. Mm. What's happened to you beefcake with all these conspiracy theories? I, look, all I'm saying is that there's a, there used many, to be the professor's thing. Well, the professor's an idiot. First of all, first off, so he could never connect these types of dots. He doesn't understand the big picture. He's too wrapped up in his stats. Um, and I'm look. I'm just taking these data points and connecting them. There's obviously there's this. There's no way this could all be coincidence. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're right. It's not coincidence because I was you know watching the game in the owner suite with all the other owners, like we owners like to do. Um, and as I'm detailed in you know excruciating detail, um, there's a many subcommittees, many subcommittees in the Green Bay Packer ownership, and the most powerful and rich of them, of course, is the officiating committee. Uh, that, uh, is always bribes the refs. And, and they were going berserk during these plays. You know, I, I heard them talking about selling stock. Um, they were moving money around from Swiss bank accounts into referee bank accounts. And I mean, they, they bought, basically bought, uh, five holding penalties in eight plays, I believe, where here's your stat, you son of a bitch. Um, 
there are like only two teams in the whole NFL that have five holding penalties in the whole year. The Packers got the benefit from five of them in eight plays. How do you explain that? You explain it by collusion. Deep State Green Bay Packers collusion. You're absolutely right. Deep State owners, NFL owners collusion that are betting on and, you know, connecting with each other in in finding ways to throw games, win mm -hmm. games, also that they can better themselves. Well, I just want to say this here, you know, for your benefit and for the Fairweather fanboys benefit, who is really looking for a a clean team here to root for. Mm -hmm. I will clean this up. Okay, I've taken control of the of the Green Bay Packers uh, referee committee, and I will be funneling all that money to causes that I know you think you'll, you'll appreciate quite a bit, Beefcake, uh, as a concerned citizen, uh, vegetarianism and cardio organizations. Uh, we'll be getting all the money, every single cent. This is absolutely just travesty is what it is. Can you write those off? Contributions to like a cardio organization? <laughs> yeah, the cardio nonprofit. It's uh, you know, a treadmill in every home. That's a sweet write-off, dude. I just it's, really can't get behind a team that doesn't know whether they're throwing or buying the game. Right. It just seems mm. like a lack of communication between the head coach and, and Aaron Rodgers right there. That one of them saying, you know what, I'm going to audible into this uh, throwing the game by not showing mm. up in the third quarter. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you need alignment. Yeah, yeah alignment. And, and again, owners to front office, it all starts down at to the, the players. It all starts at the top. And clearly, well, the owners are completely discombobulated. Mm. So, Professor, I mean, I, I got to say, looking forward, this is all on your shoulders now. Well, you and, left uh, me quite the mess. Taps, I am laying right at your feet. You left me quite the mess to clean up. Yeah, I, 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 there was actually no place to like do presentations to the, in the owner's lounge or like to go over information or stats. So don't worry. I got rid of all the bench presses in there. So uh, now there's room for all that. We just need a clear message to the Packers team because based on their draft, based on how they're playing this year, like everything says they were going to tank, but then all of a sudden they're, they're winning. They're, they got a positive record. Yeah. Clear message. Something's yeah. getting lost along the way. Aaron Rodgers is ruining their future by trying to win these football yeah. games. Yeah, if only ownership would do the right thing and trade him away uh, for multiple first-round picks because, you know, clearly that's what ownership thinks this team needs when it yeah. really just needs a lot of second-round well, picks. Well, so here's the thing, and I, I want to speak about this a little bit too, is I, I actually am trying to win games because uh, I want to I want to get more Green Bay Packer fans uh, to come to Lambeau Field for the playoffs and get COVID and die. Uh, it's kind of my, my long-term game plan here. Um, so I'm trying to win these games. And so I actually am furious, furious that the Packers elected to kick a field goal, uh, one ever, but two with the game on the line, uh, down three to go to overtime. Uh, and honestly, I think it's a betrayal, a cowardly betrayal of all the brave patriots of Wisconsin. You know, all these brave soldiers you know, walking around Wisconsin without a mask on, Staying free and true, um, you know they're they're all about that bold patriotism, and to have that cowardly communism play for a tie mentality in in the state of patriotism like that, you know what? Maybe it's this, the Wisconsin's rubbing off on me a little bit, but it, it offended me, and I thought it was wrong, you know. Uh, and I just think that's a slap in the face to all your brave maskless fans to do something like that. Uh, and so I I really think they should have tried to go for the win there. We've gotten off on another weird tangent since I don't, what is with you two? Like you're, 
It just look. I'm, tr- I'm trying point. to. I'm trying to figure out where the root cause of this all is because this is such a. It was such a goddamn weird week in the NFL. We can all agree on that. It was a strange weekend, and uh, I'm just trying to find you know where the genesis of that is, and it's clearly at the top. Mm. Okay. Wow. Corey, okay. Want to know? Um, let's talk about the Vikings <sighs> game. Yes. Let's. Um, they lose to the visiting Cowboys 31 to 28 in dramatic fashion. Sure. McCarthyism. I would coming back. Yeah, McCarthyism. I would dare say that the word that comes to mind with a loss like this is devastating. Mm. <laughs> would you uh, concur, Professor? Were you, you know, devastated? It, Fingers it, crossed. As a person who had invested heavily in the Vikings are going on a Super Bowl run, um, uh, mentality. This was a step back there. Um, yeah, a little yeah, bit. You know, but it, it did remind me that four and twelve gets you a really good draft pick. So uh, you know, not all so is you're lost. You're going back in that direction. Flip flopper, Democrat. <laughs> not, not all is lost. From winning know? out to losing out. You know, there's there's always like a silver lining, and so you know, four and twelve is not that bad. Um, I know it did probably cost us the fanship of Fairweather fan belief this week. I think, I think if we had beaten the Cowboys, he might have gotten on board. Collateral damage. Yeah. yeah. One victory, I would have been right back in there. Yeah, I know, I know. So we were, I was kind of thinking of you the whole game. I was like, this is our chance to do it. Um, we, we beat the Lions, we beat the Bears, we, we beat the Packers. Like, if we can prove we can beat somebody else out of the division, I think we can get him back on board. And you know, we see him now in his Seahawks gear, and I think that's the real loss of, of this game, honestly, Ooh, is, is losing him. I'm the shocked friends, he's not wearing... The friends we lost along the way. Yeah. I'm shocked he's not wearing Cowboys uh, gear today. Yeah, well, yeah, they are America's team. Uh, <laughs> on a winning streak. Very uh, on a winning streak, yeah. Right. I, I, don't, I can't get behind any ginger uh, playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's big time. Uh, yeah, that's hard. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, we've gone as far as we can go without talking about Kirk Cousins and how he sucks. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that closing drive. The, the book on Kirk and you correct me if I'm wrong, Professor, is that he's best when he's in sort of a complementary role to the to Dalvin Cook. And when he's forced to, all of a sudden he's gotta he's gotta do that, you know, the franchise QB's job of leading the team down the field and putting him in position doesn't make it happen. Mm. Um mm. comment please and I mean, hopefully Barry Kirk. I mean if you if you want to punish him for his receiver dropping a pass, uh, a perfectly thrown pass for a first down, you can, I guess, if you want to. Uh, I, for one, choose to use my goddamn brain when talking about football, though, and seeing that he had over 300 yards and three touchdowns uh, and a very high completion percentage. Um, and I, I think Kirk played great. Uh, you, you know, one more completion there down the stretch would have been nice. Uh, won't argue with that, but... You know, uh, the, the guy's a superstar. Uh, he's, no, he's nothing short of a superstar, and he, sh- he showed that. He showed that again on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you, you think of the superstars in the NFL: Mahomes, um, Brady, Cousins. Yeah, yeah. You know, he just fits right in there. Yep. Check, check, check. Um, uh, I will say, speaking of Delvin, this is yet another game where he got thirty plus touches uh, in a row. Uh, so expect his funeral to happen any day now. Um, yeah, it's, but it's not looking uh, good. At least his wife and kids will be well taken care of with that huge contract. We, we'll be paying off for the next seven years. Um, yeah. But honestly, I think the real story of the game was Mike McCarthy. Um, yep. 
the brilliant yeah. route combinations he was throwing out there. Um, like, uh, he never ran any type of route combinations like that once in Green Bay. And frankly, uh, had he played called plays like this in Green Bay, Packers would have won at least two more Super Bowls, and Aaron Rodgers' yeah. career would have been wasted. So, um, right. I just think it's cool to see an old dog learn new tricks. Um, and after what um, what the Packers coach did on the field on Sunday, I for one will be lobbying to fire him and bring back McCarthy, bring McCarthy some back to Green Bay as soon as possible. This I vow as an owner. By the way, did you guys see what McCarthy did uh, before the game to motivate his Cowboys? No. no. Okay. So this is from Tom Pelissero. He tweeted this. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy pulled out a sledgehammer during Saturday night's team meeting and smashed watermelons like Gallagher to emphasize their objectives. Players roared, then responded with an inspired win in Minnesota. So he went Gallagher. Oh, Um, man. He smashed stuff. Um... And that's that so really, him, you know, he smashed the team's watermelons. It wasn't his watermelons, it was everyone's, you know. Jesus, what is, <laughs> this has nothing to do with socialism. <laughs> this has everything to do with socialism, right? But you think he used, he has like a, a team credit card that he goes and buys watermelons with? Yes, yeah. I think that's absolutely what, what happened here. Well, he doesn't go buy them. He sends one of his assistant coaches. Sure. Yeah. It says put it on the company card. Yep. He's, it's for us, not for yeah. you. For First us. Thing. I need. I need five watermelons because yeah. I have. We five we need five. Watermelons. We need five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he, Again, he weird by, tangent. He here, did it by but, taxing Jerry Jones. It's the watermelon tax. Mm. Okay. That's right. Um, was it really a Cowboys win or was it just a Vikings loss? Like I. Mm. There's a point in every Vikings game, and this is why I can't be a Vikings fan, is that they're just waiting for something bad to happen. Right, yeah, and then, that's true. And then, yeah, and then it, the whole team deflates. Like, even my wife is on this. Like, I can't watch the Vikings because they're boring. And then there's this always one moment where it's, mm. oh, we didn't get a first down. Right. And we have to punt it away, and we know they're just going to run up the field again. Yeah, so I think it's more of a Vikings loss than a Cowboys win. You know, it, it did reek of Minnesota-ness. Like, this whole idea that you dig yourself a, a hole in the season, you start making the comeback, you win some division games, you're starting to look at the schedule, think, hey, like, we got a real chance here. What's the first thing you do? Lose to the super shitty Cowboys with their mm. super shitty backup quarterback. And, like, there's... Used to be shitty coach. Apparently, he's a he's fucking like he's fantastic. Like he's always been great. We always, we always knew that. Yeah, um, finds ways to motivate his team. Yeah, um, that, it makes me wonder what Zimmer was smashing on Saturday night. It, it was not as good as a watermelon. Yeah, I, he probably think, he didn't want to buy watermelons. Yeah. I think backup quarterbacks are the Vikings' kryptonite. That is a like, good point. If you put in a backup quarterback mm. against the Vikings, you're going to win. Yeah, mm, yeah. A really good point. That's why we beat. Yeah. That's why we beat Nick Foles. He wasn't the backup. He was, had been starting yep. too many games. Yep. You know, mm, he made a transformation. <laughs> yeah, he's tra- he transformed yep. as a starter. Uh, he he evolved. One okay. quick question I had, uh, Professor. I didn't watch this game, but I heard through the grapevine that um, on the watermelon last vine? Pass, yeah, on the watermelon vine, <laughs> that the last pass that fell incomplete, there was some yellow. There was like a yellow shoe on the God. field. Yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, go into that and just uh, ex- just take us through how excited you got for like we, you know that one and a half seconds when uh, you see that piece of yellow on the field? It's like you're in the room with me uh, because uh, like, is there a flag on the field? And like you know when the, the quarterback throws a pass, the camera goes away from him, right? But Kirk was like pretty right. heavily pressured, 
um, leading up to it. Um, sure. And so I was like, oh, did they rough him? Like, did they like, slap him with the helmet? Like, we yeah, got to first down, let's go. Like, you know, let's take the fall, acting dignant, you know? Um, mm. uh, so, yeah, for a like, second there. Then Jonathan Vilma, who I, I don't think is very good overall at his job, but he was shrewdly pointed out that it was just Adam Thielen's uh, yellow shoe that fell off. Um, Which is why the Vikings should never wear these yeah. uniforms again. Which, They're as, ugly as all hell. Adam Thielen was the target of that pass, too. It was probably why it was incomplete, because so he could have run. So, really, the shoe screwed us over. Uh, it's, it's a shoe gate, really, frankly. <laughs> it's the most infamous shoe since the one thrown at George W. Bush. Wow. Wow. I hadn't made that connection. Um, wait, so shoe gate? You're actually claiming that there was some sort of, like, somebody messed with his shoe? Well, uh... I'll just, to, to quote the Beefcake, inquiring minds want to know. Um, so I will be running an investigation. You uh, two, there's, for as much as you're at each other's throats, it seems like you're on the same page in terms of just these boneheaded conspiracy theories yeah. and connecting well, look, dots and all this There has stuff. to be an answer to these questions. It just, it can't just be random, you know, human confrontation. There has to be tangible evidence and answers to all of these questions and we're just that's really what we're doing is we're just asking questions yeah i think it's more incompetence conspiracy Look, that usually is where my mind goes i, I think you know, stupidity and competence we we just both want to stop the steal okay that's our that's all mm. Mm. well you couldn't steal away either of you couldn't steal away a victory this week <laughs> then again neither could i um <laughs> well good to be with their fanboys here to represent a w Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's always in a good mood. I always got a winning that's... team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got to change my hat. <laughs> what would happen if what would happen if in a week every game was a tie? Wow. Boy. That's the uh, real question. I think that would be the the time I really questioned watching football at that point. I would just have to be Would done. you just wear like an NFL hat? Yeah, oh yeah, like definitely. Rob Lowe. Yep, yep. <laughs> Protect don't the wanna, Yeah. Yeah, don't want to pick sides. Don't want to lose any yeah. fans. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good call. Everyone's a fan of the NFL. We can agree on that. Yep. They've oh, done sure. nothing wrong ever in their life. Great organization. <laughs> Great organization, yeah. but like I said, leadership is starting to be questioned. I really applaud them, uh, you know, uh, giving love to the troops. That really, uh, yeah, we can all that get really on does that. it for me. That's yeah. yeah. True. Who could Spring disagree with that? Eye, you know? Oh, every time they do one of those videos or they're, you know, they do the fatigue jerseys, mm-hmm. um, it just really uh, brings to mind all the feelings. All right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, one of our favorite segments, we're going to hit up that chopping block. Yeah, baby. Gentlemen. So come back with us on Kings of the North. Back on Kings of the North. Yes. Be back with Ooh. you. Um, I misspoke earlier. I said we were going to the chopping block. I guess I've got kind of like uh, kitchen type stuff on the mind, given that Thanksgiving is coming or up. Chopping your coach, perhaps, Rob? Um, maybe. So your coach uh, that's is on not the chopping the, block, maybe? That's not really the, the term I would use. I don't say he got chopped. Um, but. I've just had a lot of stuff on my mind, honestly. Um, Obviously. A lot of meetings this week. Um, mm, with, Rob uh, Stein? Some, 
Yeah, Rob Sides. Um, really? Excellent. It's good to know. Things are heating not, up. Well, I've got some decisions to make in terms oh, of. Oh, not again. I thought you were doing better. This, nothing, this has nothing to do with the rest of you, it has to do with my freedom. And, ah. But my freedom weighed against, you know, my safety. It's like I've got to choose, pretty much. Mm. Although prison isn't that safe either, so. Uh, well, anyway. I mean, if you don't mind me saying, if, if it's going to make you make mistakes, like calling Sagafoot the wrong name, then it is kind of our, affecting us a lot, so clean it up. What are you going to do? Get another host? <laughs> yeah, get, you got a point there. You you need me way more than I need you, brother. Yeah, this, we both know it. There's a shortage of talented podcast hosts uh, who are also NFC North fans out there. So you're the right. Lions fans to boot. Yeah, I was going to say it's hard to find a Lions fan. Yeah, we we put a yeah. sentence together. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and put. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and put out a an opening for Lions fan podcast host and see how many applicants you get. <laughs> So yeah, you're right. You're right. That's why, yeah, I think I'll, I'll do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Right, see, to see what we can get. Yeah, this this test of water, right? Yeah, doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, um, so we're going to do uh, roughing the passer. Roughing the passer is the segment. <laughs> Excellent. And we're going to hard off the start, edge. We're going to start with the Fairweather fanboy, as he is the guest of honor. The first hit. Well, Rob, I actually don't think you were misspeaking at all because my uh, I do talk about the chopping block here, and I'm going to say oh. my my take is that 75% of the coaches in the NFC North will not have jobs oh. in the NFC North wow. next year. Wow. Damn. So only, you're saying only one coach will remain. Mm-hmm. Head coach will remain next year. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I already said I'm firing the Packers coach, so there's one. Mm, that's Ooh. big. That's big. I'm going to go yeah, ahead. I'm gonna... No, go, ahead, go ahead, Rob. No, Rob. Go. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and throw the flag. I can Ooh. see Patricia being gone. I can see Nagy being gone. But uh, the Packers are still in this Lafleur. They're, they're still in the honeymoon period with him. And the Vikings are too big of cowards to get rid of Childress. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna say fifty percent children. Uh, they're they're not gonna. I I said children's, didn't I? Yeah. Um, Zimmer. They no children's is still the he's still the coach. I thought right. Ugh, don't only in my nightmares. <laughs> Sometimes I wake yeah. in the cold swear. Or maybe they'll they'll fire Mike Tice, Leslie Frazier, <laughs> whatever it takes to clear house. Yeah, it's a real real who's who there. <laughs> and I miss Mike Tice, by the way. Mike Tice was fun, you know. Yeah, I know. Lots of offer. Yeah. No, um, so, well, who I was thinking of when I made this thing, and I, I, I do want to plead my case here a little bit, sure. uh, mm. is that Zimmer will be gone. Uh, mm. Just actually being a Seahawks fan for the, the few weeks that I have been a Seahawks fan, it's so nice to see what good coaching looks like. Yeah. And when you can go into halftime and actually see a change coming out mm. in the third quarter, that is the nicest feeling ever. And I've mm. never felt that way as a Vikings fan. There's no such thing as wow. or as adjusting your game plan. The Vikings got their game plan. If it doesn't go their way, they're just sad about it the rest of the game. Hell yeah. Wow. Strong accusations. 
Yeah, but I don't. I, I still mean, think they're still think they're cowards. You can only see half the game. Cut them some break, man. Like have a little, uh, have a little, have a little so compassion. That's, that's funny. You. My initial thought as referee, line judge, is I'm going to throw the flag, oh. and I'm going to allow the play to continue, and then in the replay we're going to look back on it, Cowardly. and that's a clean hit. We're gonna we're gonna review that, and that looks good. Because yes, it's it's pretty intense, and initially you want to throw that flag, but once you take a second look. Yeah, that's that's a clean hit. Mm, okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I think I got to throw a flag on that. Um, but, but, but I got to protect Zimmer at all costs, and I don't think the Lions going to get rid of Patricia. I, that's, for some reason, just something tells me they're going to keep that guy around. But I will be firing the Packers coach. Make no mistake. Mm. I will. I will be killing him myself. I mean, firing him myself. You're announcing it on owner. the podcast. He's such news. a terrible owner. He doesn't even know his employees' names. Like it's just awful. Ugh. Just awful. Well, give me a reason to learn your name, you know? Up, upper management is the worst. Yeah, terrible. They're awful. Ugh. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go next. Um, I'm going to do a football one, my only one. Um, I'm going to say Justin Jefferson is going to go the way of one Stefan Diggs, where <laughs> he's going to get disgruntled. He's not going to – He's he's going to want out. And I'm going to say – I'm going to say by the end of next season, he's going to want out. He knows he's good. He's got that swagger that you like Mm -hmm. so much. But there's another side to that swagger if you're losing and if your quarterback is awful. Yeah, which he is. Yeah, and a dork, too. (laughs) Who wants to have a dork as their quarterback? Ah, come on. This is endearing, right? Like, like you're like this really cool... Um, young wide receiver, and you've got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. I mean, they, like, they both like. Who dancing. Would want to stick with that? They both have cool touchdown dances, so they have a lot in Not, common. I think. No, they don't. You know, yeah. Kirk stands. Um, Rob, I think that's a like the that's, that's that's a textbook quarterback hit. I'm putting that on <laughs> tape to teach my guys in the in the meeting room. I knew I'd have your support, Beefcake. I'm I'm here for you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I've got to throw a flag, obviously, on this, uh, for multiple reasons, but the reason, main reason why is because you are right to notice that, you know, Jefferson's not getting enough targets, you know, and the ball's not getting thrown at him or at him enough, frankly. Um, and I think you, you're very, very, very close to seeing the Vikings kind of like realizing, like, hey, all this like running bullshit is getting us nowhere, like it always has and always will. Um, you know, we can we can have the best running back of all time in Adrian Peterson and just losing the wild card game because running sucks and it's worthless and we don't do it. Um, we shouldn't do it. Um, and you're about to see finally, for the first time ever, Kirk to get unleashed. Uh, and you'll experience <laughs> full oh, power. Kirk Cook. Ugh, I yeah, Let Kirk Cook. Uh, he's going to go super sane, super cousins. Um, and then, like, it, Justin Jefferson, you want receptions? Have all the receptions. Um, so... They'll be happening soon. Any week now, uh, for sure, over the off season, you'll see it happen. I'm sure. I'd throw a flag as well. Uh, yes, he's not gonna. It'll take at least three or four years because he's not <laughs> gonna be disgruntled after he wins uh, offensive uh, rookie of the year. Mm, good point. Because everybody else is getting knee injuries, so it's just him now. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. Although CD Lamb looked pretty good. <laughs> CD Lamb looked good too. Yeah, he doesn't the doesn't, doesn't the process look good get... against the Vikings? He looked good against. Yes, you're right. You're right. That's it, fair. That's a, fair. Where the cornerbacks only practice social distancing. They don't. They don't know. 
Stefan Diggs blazed the trail, and now it's easier to go down at an accelerated rate. Whoa, certainly. So that's why I'm saying end of the end of his second year. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll trade him for another awesome rookie wide receiver because this rookie wide receivers do a lot for your offense. You can you can see proof across the league the last couple of years. When you draft a rookie wide receiver, it makes your team way better. Okay. If you draft a receiver in the first two rounds, yeah, really uh, I mean, or at all, yeah, it's like almost a can't miss. They're super talented and they're so important and. To like, you know, waste those picks on other positions would just be kind of silly, I think. Just have those positions or those draft picks kind of sit on the bench. Right, yeah. You already have one of the greatest of all time at that position. Yeah, or you have two string. other yeah, exactly. great people at that position. Yeah, a third string quarterback and a third string running back, for instance, would be a bad usage of those types of assets. Whereas drafting a receiver would be a good use of those assets. You know what? Uh, why don't you just wait for your turn to hit the quarterback, all right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Professor. <laughs> Sorry, uh, roll. Go ahead. Uh, just me and Fairweather boy have I were having a moment there. You know, yeah. it's important to bond with your guests. This podcasting one hundred and one. Um, <sighs> I read it in a book. The book I wrote, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll go. I'll go for a non-football take here. I have a football one, but I think we'll break it up here a little bit. And I'm going to come in with maybe the hottest take you're going to hear tonight. Um, stuffing is the worst and most overrated Thanksgiving food. Um, throw on the flag, throw on the flag. It's, 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 I love stuffing. Okay, I really don't like if you're classifying things as Thanksgiving foods. Never been a big green bean casserole guy. Sure, sure. So, um, you can give me all the stuffing and you can have the green bean casserole. Not only are there flags peppering the field on this hit, but the defensive lineman hit the quarterback so hard that both of his yellow shoes fell off. <laughs> that's how many, that's how much yellow on the field right now. It's a lot of yellow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, like, there's so many flags on the field that they've in, uh, implemented the rule of targeting, and the <laughs> defensive lineman has been ejected from the game. Uh, college refs yeah. in the play. Yep. Suspended yep. from the entire for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. yeah. Suspensions are expected. Yeah. And, and hefty fines. And that's only because, like Rob said, green bean casserole is a thing. Yeah. I don't. Okay. So, Professor, I got a. Bu- no, this is ridiculous. How do you not. Like, stuffing is literally just carbs. Like, how is that. Look, there's. I don't a, understand. There's a lot of ways to ingest carbs in the world, and there's better ways to do it than, than like, the stuffing. I, you put it on the turkey in a soggy, you put it outside of the turkey, and it's like, like briquettes. It's, it's never good. It's, That's your fault for the way good. you're preparing yeah, it's your it. fault. No, no. It's, it's you're a, bad at making stuffing. That's what we've learned here. No, it's, it's just... Now, that's a clean hit right there. Yeah, no flag there. I, I've had many stuffings prepared by many people across the world. Um, uh, all the best uh Where have you had chefs, stuffing across the world? <laughs> the best stuffing chefs. <laughs> I've tried them all. And, um, you know, down in Missouri, up in Canada... You know, across the, Europe and Sweden, where they're renowned for their stuffing, I think. I'm just making this up. Um, in Massachusetts yeah, just, itself. Why don't you just stop embarrassing yourself and let's yeah, move this on to is the beefcake. Yeah, let's move on to the beefcake. All right, well. Enjoy your stale bread. bread. Enjoy your stale bread. Thank you, I will. Um, my my hit is, uh, I'm going to do my foot. Yeah, I'll get a football hit in. Actually, you know what? Let's do this one first. Okay. Um. I've kind of alluded to this a little bit already, but um, it's very become very clear to me that uh, all the NFL owners are beyond corrupt. 
don't care about the integrity of the game. Hmm. Wow. Therefore, I can normally people who have integrity are very religious, you know. Um, sure. So I can say Sense that they reason. are part that, that the entire NFL owners organization is one big cabal of Satan worshippers. Mm. Mm. Wow. It's a serious accusation. Big time. Yes. It's yeah, I it, you wanted are the they, hot you wanted the hot takes. Here they come, baby. Are they I mean, do you have any insight as to like rituals or hexes, that sort of stuff that they might I, be doing? I don't know about rituals or hexes, but uh, I've got, I'm diving deep and getting more and more information as to what type of, you know, I'll just say uh, very sad and disgusting activities they are indulging themselves in. Wow. So more wow. to come on that, but we'll start with just that they're clearly part of a satanic cabal that are all in this together. Um, I will just go ahead. Well, actually, I'll go last. I'll let the others answer first. As an owner, I think if I answered first, it'd kind of be tipping the hand a little bit since I know mm, yeah, I'm an owner. With, with that in mind, I'm going to say clean hit because yep, it, there it, is. Fits, it fits perfectly with my with how I view Professor. Yes. Uh, I've always suspected that he was a Satanist. I've always suspected that he was up to no good. And I think that you really uh, you articulated so well, Beefcake. So I'm with yeah. you a hundred percent. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, clean hit. I know because I know they're not Catholics. If you're not Catholic, you're a Satanist. There it is. Not Catholic because they're they're uh, against kneeling. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> yep, yep. It's all see. The fa- there's too many facts to support this argument. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, Beefcake. You're both, this is both, this is like Schrodinger's hit, and that is both clean and dirty at the same time. Um, oh, Because. I don't know who that is. Does, does he play what, tight end? Yeah, yeah, it's a good good tight end name. Um, yeah, he he uh, he played offensive line, line in uh, high school, but he couldn't bulk up, and uh, he's a good right, tight end. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Um, big basketball guy, too. All right, so be previous to me becoming an owner, that was a clean hit. But now that I'm an owner, as you know, I am a godly man. Um, I was converted this summer by my Lord and Savior, Kirk Cousins. Um, and a, a big part a big part of uh, my new faith, um, uh, again, sponsored by Kirk, um, is that I vow to... Sponsored? Drink. Yeah, yeah. Like He kind of sponsored me at, at my baptism. Um, uh, he dunked me in the water. Oh, I thought you meant like sponsored like monetarily. Oh, mm, yeah. no, no, uh, none of that yet. Um, uh, he didn't promise me maybe like a spot in the next Pizza Ranch commercial when we start filming those again. And I'm kind of like, illusion. I'll, I'll be the new Kevin. Uh, that's kind of my, what I'm sh- shooting for here. Uh, but anyways, I am. You're no Kevin. No. Just you wait. Close. Just you wait. Um, but as, as, um, as I was trying to say, though, as a man of God um, uh, and a man of Kirk, I will be bringing uh, his devout faith to the NFL owners. Uh, cabal, Satanist Cabal, as you correctly pointed out, to be a cake. And don't worry, um, we will soon be finally having religion and football back together again like they've always belonged to. They've always meant to be. Wow. Um, I don't believe him. That's yeah, exactly what a Satanist would say. Ridiculous. No, it's not. <sighs> yeah, you see? He's, he's a terrible liar. All right, let's go back to Fairweather Fanboy. Yeah, uh, I got a next. Uh, yeah, talking about quarterbacks and hits on the quarterbacks, I believe Dak Prescott will be a quarterback 
in the NFC North next year. Ooh, Ooh. spicy. I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that one stand. That's a clean hit. He's going to Chicago, isn't he? I, I imagine yeah. he's going to Chicago. Even spicier take, uh, he takes over in Minnesota. Ooh. Oh, man. One of the two. Where does Kirk go then? Oh, Kirk goes back to Pizza Ranch. He goes to bed on his <laughs> sleeping bed. He remains out of the NFL where he belongs. <laughs> oh. Well, you yeah. took the words right out of my mouth, Fairweather fanboy. I wish you could throw a flight against that. <sighs> nope. Clean hit. <laughs> That was an incredibly um, clean hit. I, I think it's also also um, a clean hit. Um, the original take, not the Kirk Cousins nonsense. The original take is clean because um, a little birdie tells me that um, Green Bay front office may be exploring quarterback trades this off season, uh, as they like to get uh, rid of like the two bad quarterbacks they have on roster now. That wasted first round draft pick and that other guy whose career they wasted. Um, so try, finally moving on to a, a good quarterback, Dak Prescott. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Beefcake, you have any thoughts or? No. I said clean. Clean as a whistle hit. Yeah, I, I said it was a clean hit. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good call. It's a loose right. game there. All right, I've got one, and since we were talking about Pizza Ranch, this is sort mm. of last week we did Crystal Ball, and basically I'm going to give you a vision that uh, that occurred to me, and you tell me if you think it's like a clean vision let's say <laughs> all right I like i'm that. imagining pizza ranches across the midwest me too hazmat teams rushing in oh, no. to the to the pizza ranches disinfecting everything oh god and then them like and not only is pizza ranch bankrupt and the buildings abandoned but because pizza ranch was in the actual buildings they're not going to like repurpose them and make like panera out of them oh, no. they're going to just blow them up just, they're just going to blow up every pizza, pizza ranch. ranch hell yeah yeah and the, until it's nothing but rubble and then even that rubble will be it'll be treated like like uh, nuclear waste and like buried out in nevada somewhere <laughs> wow that's that's hard to hear. I'm uh, if I may, Rob, I'm gonna throw the flag there. Um, mm. Look, I hate Pizza Ranch as much as the next person. Um, I think that's been well documented on this podcast. But um, they are, you know, you talk about these things in our society that are necessary evils, and uh, you know, I think it's important uh, to keep pizza ranch you know a mom and pop place uh going strong uh especially where do you get the idea that it's a mom and pop place well it's pizza ranch all ranches are owned by families that's a good point that's just fact yeah can argue with that yeah dude ranches were owned by the dudes (laughs) yes yeah Uh, mr and mrs dudes yep that's correct that's why they call them that um, I gotta, I gotta throw a flag too. I actually think you might be close, Rob, but you just missed a little detail here. Is that they're gonna keep one open as like a museum to the greatest restaurant franchise that ever graced God's green earth? Museum? Yes, yeah, so wow, a pizza ranch museum. That'll bring in the tourists. Hell yeah! I imagine, I imagine the museum more of, as like a, a warning to the future, <laughs> a reminder mm, yes. of right. what has happened and we should never go back to cautionary tale yeah. yeah 
like yeah. how like in the Holocaust Museum, there's like a sign of like the ten warning signs of fascism. There's like one yep. of those types of signs in the pizza ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the ten signs of a pizza buffet. <laughs> I'm just imagining they blow up the ranch and like all the stuff goes up in the air, and then what comes down is like the the cardboard cut out of Kirk, but just his head, like his kind of <laughs> flaming, slowly yeah. falling to the ground. Yeah, on fire. Yeah, um, definitely. I think that would be appropriate. I'll be there to catch it on that day. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll you'll like chain yourself to the, <laughs> to the doors of the pizza ranch that's about to be blown up. It's a cause you can get behind. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, Ooh. Professor, next. Uh, okay, well, you know what? If you give me give a take that shits on me, I'm going to give a take that shits on you. Uh, wow. The Ohio State Buckeyes could easily beat the Lions. Oh. That's so. That's such a ridiculous... I don't know. They're pretty good. No way. Uh, Big time way, flags. You know what? The way that they got run over, uh, the Lions did this mm-hmm. week, I'm going to say that's a clean hit. Yeah, it looks rough. It looks rough. It's it's a it's a strong hit, you know, definitely. But, but uh, it turns out have you watched a, a have you watched a second of uh, of Ohio State football this uh, year? I've UK, watched or professor. I've watched some Big Ten football, and Ohio State's That's, the best team in the Big Ten. So de facto, I've kind mm-hmm. of watched Ohio State. Why you, would your, I spend your argument my, is crumbling? Why would I spend my Time, which is money, so my hard-earned money to watch a, you know, a amateur football team. That sounds just terrible. I, I don't. No, no. What's I'll, the whole I'll point? No, amateurs. Sounds, no, no. Thank you. I look. Listen, I. Matthew Stafford's getting paid like twenty-five million this year. Yeah, and that's what makes me watch him look, because he's I'm a sh- professional. I'm sure there's some Ohio State players making about that much money too. <laughs> No, there's not booster no. clubs that are giving out millions of dollars. <laughs> they, they give you a credit card and say, hey, you got 50 grand, you know. Oh, sure. So it's like it, they're they're communists. It, it's for the team. Yep. You know, we no, buy. Individuals are only certain individuals get that. Yeah. I'm, no, but I'm it's gonna, for the whatever. team. Let's just keep going. Get, okay. so I'm going to throw a flag uh, just because if you said it was the, the Jets, could be uh, oh shit sure, the sure. Jets I come would on. say yes definitely that could happen the world of 0-16 teams which I'm assuming the Jets are going to be if they're smart yeah, they're smart. yeah. yeah. don't ruin a good thing now be the third yeah. one I think they wouldn't be able third to the stop themselves from beating the Lions <laughs> that's going to be a clash of the Titans <laughs> when, they, when that matchup happens hopefully they put that on Thursday right. in football <laughs> yeah, America's game of the week. <laughs> All right, let's go to the beefcake. Uh, I'm going to keep going on this lion train a little bit um, because uh, Matt Patricia is is going to not only become a fired head coach, but he's going to join the ranks of the most distinguished head coaches that are never allowed by league rule to coach again because he's done such a shitty-ass job. Wow. The league is going to put a ruling that Matt Patricia cannot be hired as a head coach again. Um, going to throw the flag. And you know why? It doesn't have anything to do with him being a shitty coach, which he is. <laughs> but he's he's still one of Belichick's guys. 
and Belichick has that kind of sway. Uh, sure, sure. You know, they're not gonna. It's it would be a stain on Belichick's legacy to have one of his his pupils be banished, and he's not gonna allow that. Yeah, it'll be like Trump's last like executive order before he leaves office. Mm. So. A pardon. Yeah, pardon. Uh, yeah. Pardon of yeah. Matt Patricia. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a flag as well, and again, it's because. The Jets are a team. Yeah, that's a <laughs> good point. The Jets, they're going to fire Adam Gase, and then, oh, Matt Patricia's looking real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the next head coach of the New York Jets next year. There it is. There it is. Mm. Uh, besides, even if they ban him for life, uh, like Greg Williams, he'll just be back in a year or two anyway, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Mm. All right, let's go last, last hits, starting with the Fairweather fanboy. Oh, let's see. Um, I think I've got I've gone through all mine. I'm gonna have to, to pass on to to Jared here. Clean head. The professor. Yeah, clean head. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going next. We're going oh, in okay. order. Oh, oh I'm, I didn't and want to I'm, take your job. I, I'm not a Lions fan or a podcast host. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard. It's, it's very hard. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of things to juggle. <laughs> all right, here's my last hit. My last hit is four simple words. Put gravy on everything. Ooh, clean as hell. Everything, and I mean everything. Gravy, like your face. Yep. Your pie. Yep. Um, if you need to like clean your floors. Yep. Everything. Check, check, check. It's the opposite of stuffing in that is the it's the best Thanksgiving food. And in fact, it's the only food that can make gravy. Uh, sorry, it's the only food that can make Don't stuffing. Don't bring tolerable. your own agenda into my take, please. <laughs> I just agree with it so much that I'm saying even it can make stuffing good. That's how good it is. Yeah. Put it on everything. I'm going to say clean hit because, it, yeah, it's one of those things that would make uh, professors' bad cooking good. It makes things you know, that are dry quite again. It's really kind of a It's really kind of a messy hit. Actually, mm. yeah, about it. there you go. That's okay. And I'm gonna throw the flag on oh, this one. Boo. And you know what? Honestly, Professor, this is one of those where it's it's similar to hitting the quarterback in the helmet. Nobody really likes the rule, but it's there to keep us all safe. It's there to keep the game good. Um, gravy is is fine, but it quickly can become unhealthy, and it, it's so easy to overindulge. Yeah, it you know, is. It, that's it, what Thanksgiving that's, is about. No, 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 no. Thanksgiving is about Lions football. That's the important <laughs> thing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, the, you can have both at the same the, time. The reason I disagree. Gravy I makes Lions football stuff. better, tolerable even. I actually get like a like a doggy dish, and I just put gravy in it, and I'll just lap it up with my tongue. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's a king move. Yeah, it's a hell of a lifestyle. The gravy Jeez. lifestyle. Oh, well, something. All right. I Thank got, you. I got one here, and yeah. look, I know when I say this, your instinct's going to be to all throw flags at me right away. I get it, okay? But okay. Just hear me out first. At least let me like finish the play and uh, drive the quarterback. Let me, play, Booth. Let me drive just the quarterback to the ground before you throw the flag. Okay. Just keep it quick. So there are five quarterbacks of significance in NFC North, right? Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky, and Big Dick Nick, right? Jordan Love, six. I said, I, I said what I said. Um, of those five, Kirk Cousins is actually the least problematic of them all. Uh, and hear me out. One, Rodgers is obviously the most problematic because he hates his family and his mom doesn't like him. If your mom doesn't like you, you're done. Okay, we can all agree on that. 
uh, Mitch Tabisky, um, his heteronormative tweets about uh, just like w- objectifying women are terrible, um, and it's just like it's like very disclusive to many lifestyles, um, and, it, and it's just like, incredibly, incredibly patriarchal, super pat- uh, p- problematic. Nick Foles um, talking about his giant penis all the time sets unrealistic and unhealthy standards uh, for men across the country that make He's them done feel that? inadequate. Uh, it's, it's implied. Um, and. Um, Read between the lines, Rob. Yeah, come on. His name is Big Dick Nick. Okay, it's there. It's there. You uh, came up with that name. And no, that's other people said it before me. I, I, I am not smart enough to think of that. I'm, with I, 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 I'm just sorry to interrupt. All right. Uh, and so, uh, lastly, before this, this would have been a preposterous to suggest that that uh, Kirk Cousins was less problematic than Matthew Stafford until this week uh, when Matthew Stafford's wife, who obviously is speaking on Matthew Stafford's behalf because they agree on everything because they're married, uh, talked about how the the governor of Michigan is a dictator um, and that um, basically the COVID restrictions are just like a dictatorship, which means uh, she and Matthew Stafford, by extension of their marriage, want people to die so that they can, like, go eat at a Chili's or some bullshit. All right? So because of that, Stafford has moved into being more problematic than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins, who, yes, you know, doesn't care if he dies from COVID, he at least wears a mask, uh, and he is the least problematic NFC North quarterback now. Are you done? I'm done. <laughs> Flags all over. Flags all over the place. You How? You want it to be true. How? Because cause Kirk's a dork. Yeah, that's, that's such a the worst his team, part. His yeah, teammates don't terrible. like him. They love the him. Fans don't like him. We no, love nobody him. likes nobody likes Kirk Cousins except for you. <laughs> You're alone. I don't and that makes you an even bigger Kirk. dork. I, I'm going to say it's a clean hit because Kirk Cousins is like plain yogurt or oatmeal. <laughs> He's just there. Yeah, like, and it's okay. He's not going to cause you to to have to use the restroom or anything. He's just going. That's a good way to start your day. Not have to worry about anything. <laughs> Kirk Cousins safe. He's safe. Watching Kirk Cousins gives me the runs. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I don't know. My, my body reacts very very negatively yeah. to to him. That's a lot of fiber. I just you know it's it's loose a little too loose with that. Professor, you're going to say no, but you know that you would if. We offer swap cousins for Stafford. It wouldn't take mm. you, uh, it wouldn't take you a second to make that swap. Maybe before I found out that Matthew Stafford wants people to die in a pandemic, I would have thought that. But now, couldn't be me. Couldn't root for him. Uh, I have moral standards uh, as a man of God, like we talked about. Um, I you just I, got them talking about how people in Green Patriots because they don't wear masks. Look, you remember that like 20 minutes ago? It's a complex time right now. These are hard issues to talk about. There's there's layers. There's nuance here. Just work with me. I, I think, refuse to work with you. I think Kirk Cousins feels about the same way about Kirk Cousins as everybody does. Is that if he dies, he dies. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no one cares. He speaks for the people. Yeah, and that's the kind of person you want right now is someone you mm. don't really care about and they don't you don't think about there you go not problematic so yep. there you go thank you for the clean hit he, see you're the one making it a problem though professor because yeah. you go on and on about <laughs> Kirk cousins so you're the and, real issue here oh yeah. yeah but i'm not on the docket here i'm not part of it <sighs> let's keep let's keep it that way let's move on <laughs> last one beefcake well rob 
this has been a tough segment for us, mainly because of professors bloviating. Um, but I got a fun little hit for you right here. It's, it's kind of a hit. It's more of an announcement, actually. Whoa. Um, I have, through some, uh, you know, excellent negotiation of my own, I've taken it upon myself, seeing as you were in a tough spot. Rob signs a deal to redo Whoa. the sign on Ford Field in Detroit. Wow. This uh, is big. Rob signs is going to be designing building the sign for Ford Field uh, for, for the 2021 NFL season. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. You put that together. That's so nice. Um, That's clean. That's clean as hell. Good for you. What a good friend okay, you are. I, I appreciate. Well, it's appreciate, done. There's nothing you can do. I mean, this is happening. Look, nothing with Rob signs gets signed off on without me. <laughs> I'm still the owner and proprietor. Well, then I have I have this check for like ten million dollars that I've got to do something with, and they're Give expecting a sign. They've already started taking down the old one. Give it to me. I don't know what kind of people these people are. Um, I appreciate it. You give well, me that check, and I'll uh, I'll make a sign for Ford Field. <laughs> there it is. It'll be you'll be able to see it from miles around. Congratulations! Can man. we can we maybe get Thanks. like a, a prototype of your early design work on your Twitter handle? Yes, maybe like yes. this week. Um, that uh, Twitter handle got shut down by the feds. Honestly, oh, oh no. Yeah, oh. you know how that you know how that stuff goes. Well, this this throws a big wrench, and just let me take this all in, because uh, to be honest, the sign portion of Rob's signs really hadn't been operational for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not better than all your ducks in a row because they're expecting something really yeah, good. That sounds like a good opportunity for you, honestly. Huge opportunity. I've got. Uh, I've got a lot to think about here. Um, oh, thanks, Beefcake. Yeah, thank you. Man, what a nice guy. <laughs> you stay out of this, Professor. What? I can't you, be happy for you. You've been nothing of a, but a nuisance this wow. entire show. And I've had it up to here. <laughs> oh, he sounds mad. We're going to go to a break before I lose it on the air. <laughs> When we come back, we're going to look ahead to this week's games and wrap her up on Kings of the North. We're back on Kings of the North. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Back with us. Um, Fairweather fanboy with us. Um, Let's look ahead to this week's games. Tradition unlike any other. Lions on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Hosting them Texas. How long how long has this been going on? I'm gonna look it up really. Too quick. long. Like, oh, like, six, like sixty years or something? I don't know. Well when was um, the first Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, that I think it was like nineteen seventy five or something that like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are there are people in the world who like have never celebrated Thanksgiving in Detroit without are you ready the for Lions this? loose. Since 1934, the Lions have played on Thanksgiving. Whoa. Wow. 
Right after they got off the Mayflower. Yep. yep. Mm. In their full leather helmets. Yep. Yep. Full jerseys. Come on, getting off the Mayflower. Yep. Right onto the field. And they shot the dinosaurs Mayf- and played football. Yeah. May- Mayflower, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I really do feel like this. Like we were saying earlier, this is a national game. You know, I don't know what the the ratings are for Thanksgiving games, but it's certainly high profile. I think this is Patricia's plan for his job right now, mm-hmm. coaching for his certainly. job. Certainly. Um, so honestly, it it wouldn't be the worst thing if if they lost this game, if it meant getting Patricia out and just sort of getting wow. a new breath of fresh air in here. I've, I'm done with him, wow. honestly. The cards on the table. Nice, like nice guy and everything. Really. I think he mean. No. Seems, seems Carolina <laughs> heading to Minnesota. Uh, uh, hopefully the return of Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, uh, it's, if Teddy plays, we will lose. And lose big, too. Yeah, like, he Teddy will annihilate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and frankly, I might cheer for him. I love Teddy. Uh, I think uh, the day that Teddy Bridgewater's knee almost fell off is the day like the Vikings franchise changed. Professor, let's say you had to choose between the Vikings winning the game, but Teddy, he is his leg is ripped clean off. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Vikings win, but Teddy goes down, uh, or the Panthers win. Just win, baby. Hmm. That's really hard. How, how ruthless are you? That's hard because on one hand, ten and six wild card Super Bowl run is really intriguing, um, and yeah. I think Teddy would want it that way. On the other hand, four and twelve and a high draft pick is also really intriguing. So I just don't know what to pick. Um, I, um, it's a coin flip for me, honestly. And, and, and here's the thing: I would give you better analysis, but like honestly, I've been up all night, uh, all week long, uh, just kind of sitting on my porch with a gun. Uh, I've just been waiting for Beefcake to come murder me, and I haven't got a wink of sleep all week. Wait, me? What are you talking about me murder you? It makes no sense. Yeah, you made a lot of ominous sort of statements last week. I don't And all this talk about. about you being on Facebook or whatever, I'm yeah, worried about you. Fairweather fanboy, if a guy's got radicalized on conservative Facebook groups, and then you found a a death threat note on your pillow talking about how you're an owner of his team... And there's chili stains on that note. What would you think? Uh, it's probably Rogers. Mm. Someone in Audible. What? Uh, start a, wow. Start a, start a coup. What? <laughs> Not shaking things up. <laughs> Aaron? Audible, yeah, he's going to murder all of the owners and become the one true owner. Oh, wow. I never thought about that. Owner, That's owner player? This yeah. sounds incredible. This is the best idea. Mm. I'm going to post about this later. Fanboy, thank you very much. That does make sense. Um, this is wow, what an idea! It yeah, does make look, sense because, like, as an owner, I'm kind of like the patriarch of the family, and so that means Rogers would want to kill me. Um, yeah. that, that does check out. Okay, Beefcake, there's another suspect besides you in play. Uh, you're not off the hook, I'm still investigating. Oh, I, I think I am, but um, I've been exonerated on all charges. Does Rogers like chili? Do we know this? Probably, who doesn't like chili? Hmm. Can't live in Wisconsin for too long without. <sighs> Be, without chili becoming a big part uh, of your diet. I thought I was getting closer to an answer here, but no. All right. The murder well, mystery continues. Anyway, so well, I don't... At least we're assuming it's going to be a murder <laughs> mystery. Eventually. We can only hope. It's, it's a mystery. Yeah. Your time is running out, oh. Professor. Anyway, I'm sorry for not having my normal collection of stats and analysis like I usually do. I know like the big football heads out there are expecting it, but I just haven't got any sleep, so sorry. 
Okay. And the classic matchup, uh, Bears-Packers. Uh, um, it's tired. Bears week, baby. It's old. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to, even though they're similar records, I'm going to go ahead and declare this a trap game for the Packers <laughs> and say that the Bears are, uh, that week is going to rejuvenate them. Mm. And, yeah, I think uh, Nick Foles is going to slice and dice. Well, there's no guarantee Nick Foles is going to be Ooh. the starter. Oh, oh say, the return of Trubisky. Do we get a biscuit? Oh, well, that'll game? be even bigger. Yeah. Bigger occasion. If Biscuit plays, you will lose. This so I guarantee gonna... it. Oh, really? As an owner, you're going to guarantee that the team you own is going to lose. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'll, I'll note that down here. Thank yeah, well, well let me just say that the ownership has a vested interest in promoting this young stars over its kind of old, um, gray, and unlikable stars that are really? not Wow. So. Interesting. So you like young stars. Interesting. Mm. Very good to know. Your cabal is very into young stars. Good to know. <laughs> Oof. Serious accusation there. Um, yeah. Uh, who do the Seahawks have? Uh, Seahawks are Monday night. Uh, who do you going to play? The Eagles. Oh, the bird. I I'd watch out on that. I think is the, it in uh, Seattle? I believe so. Oh boy! What about I that whole the like, Thursday be... night time zone? That's only Thursday. Night. It's Monday night. It's a Monday, Monday night. Game, so we're good. Safe. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Eagles migrate very well. So you know, I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles are about to go on a run. And wow. this is a, a nice little layup game for them to, you know, really get there, yeah. get moving. I think I Carson Wentz quarterback is not going to be able to stop throwing interceptions, even to the soft mm. uh, Seattle. <laughs> a second yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Carson Wentz is too distraught over his fellow um, North Dakotans losing their freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, should be fun. Always always fun to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving and hopefully they'll lose yeah. so that they get rid of Patricia. Yeah. And regardless of what happens, I'm going to be eating gravy out of a doggy bowl. Um, well, I'm with you there. We're more like kind of slurping it. Yeah. Um, sure. Lapping. Yeah. Should be a good time. Thank you so much, Fairweather fanboy. Um, mm. appreciate your insights and always, always, you're always outrageous and, um, we very much appreciate you coming on the show and send our best to the Fairweather fan girl. Right. Um, get her off of the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. off. She, yes, she refuses okay, to watch good. them. She's good. Uh, go Hawks as well. Look, next year's our okay. year, man. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Go Hawks. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I, and, okay. and hopefully somebody will win and I can jump back on the bandwagon. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I just hope yeah. you, you won't abandon us for NFC West podcast is all I ask, you know? Well, NFC West looks, I, I could cheer for every team. Everyone uh, was six and three at the yeah, beginning. It's the ultimate fair weather division. Yeah. Well, you'll always have a home here yeah. on Kings of the North. Uh, so thank you again and have a pleasant and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, so with that, for the beefcake. To beat the bears, that's all that matters. For Professor Pigskin. You can go ahead and stuff stuffing down the drain, baby. This is Rob with an H. Thanks for joining us on Kings of the North. Do I have to be a Bears fan? I don't like to watch them play. But they're in first place, so I'll cheer for them. Feels like a sin, but that's a fair fan way. 
It used to be so easy. Vikes or Green Bay, but they had to go and tie. Do I have to be a Bears fan? No one wants to be a Bears fan. What about the Lions? No thanks, bye.